You're going to do the voices, right, Evelyn? No. Okay, we're all set up. There's no point in recording if you're not going to do the voices. The only voice worth hearing is my own, exactly how it is, which is perfect and absolutely consistent at all times. Yes, your voice is perfect. But you are also so good at doing characters. Remember when you were the lonely mariner and I was the reluctant mermaid? I didn't think you could do a Cockney accent that was also somewhat fish-like, but you were perfect. Oh, well, yes, I I was, but the circumstances were different. Please? Please! Please Fine, if you're all going to beg. I was going to say, please actually start. Nana and Dad are at a mother-son banquet at the senior center, and Nana just got her walker back from the weapon specialist, so I know she's itching to try some stuff out. Probably Skeletor and Favriel will end up there before the night is out. Nana won't need any help, but Dad always gets a little bummed if the centerpieces get damaged in the fallout. All right, let's get to it then. Once upon a time... Wait, should I be doing the narration if you are doing the voices? Well, I can't do all the voices myself. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself and would trouble the otherwise flawless veneer of my sanity. Oh, that makes sense. Can't you just take turns? But without having the commitment to invest into a role, how can I truly embody the character? Maybe you just need the right, um, motivation. Oh, you. Guys, if I don't go to sleep soon, I'm going to get a little freaked out by the nightlight. It starts to look all shadowy. Do you want to turn it off? Everything I need is on the laptop screen. What, um, sort of motivation would you find helpful? No, I I get scared of the dark if all the lights are off. Hmm, I find that I am generally well motivated by goal setting and rewards. Okay, do you want to turn on the overhead light? No, because then I can't fall asleep. Oh, that is wonderful, because I really like rewarding. Interesting. I thought you liked punishing. Guys, rein it in. Okay, so you don't want the lights on, or off, or with a nightlight? The nightlight is okay, but if it starts to look funny, I get the zoomies. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, it is all contextual, right? And if I get the zoomies, then Panthor sometimes gets the zoomies. And if Panthor gets the zoomies, then the power of Grayskull definitely will get the zoomies. Now I understand why they say to get you a girl who can do both. Okay, That is it! I have a very small amount of time before we will likely start to hear explosions in the distance, which is my cue to go pick up Nana and Dad. Evelyn, you will read narration in Little Red Riding Hood. Perfuma, you will read all supporting characters. Beastman, you will go to sleep now. Once upon a time, there was a little girl. Uh, yeah, real quick. When should I do the guitar solo? There is no guitar solo whiplash! Wait, how long has he been in here? Are you sure? I have the amp all set up. No guitar solo. No! Just had to do one riff at least. Okay, I'm out. (sighs) Evelyn? Once upon a time, there was a child called Little Red Riding Hood, because apparently in this world, the only way of distinguishing people from one another was based on their clothing, which, to be honest, is actually not a bad system, because really, why else would I spend so much of someone else's hard-earned money to cover up strategic parts of my physical manifestation of magnificence? Agreed. I can't fall asleep when you talk about clothes. It gives me too many opinions. Fair enough. 
Little Red Riding Hood's father decided to send her with a basket of martinis to her grandmother's house, which was deep, deep in the dark, dark woods. Why was she wearing a riding hood if she was walking? Good question. What do you think? I think that the choice of name has created a plot hole. See, now I have clothing opinions. What if everyone was naked in this culture? Then the name doesn't mean anything. Little Red is a minor. We can't have her naked in the story. What if she's aged up in the AU? No! That's not how the story goes. No nudity, no AUs. So Little Red, which is what we are calling her for brevity's sake and not because of sartorial crises, picked up the basket of martinis and started down the path through the woods. As she was leaving, her father called out, Beware of the big, bad, sexy wolf that lives in those woods. They're dangerous and therefore irresistible. Don't worry, Dad. I'll have no more than four martinis so I won't get distracted, Little Red said, skipping gaily away. Wait, if Red is a minor, she can't have alcohol either. Really? Yeah, really. Huh. Is that like a suggestion or... It's the law. Perfuma, when we get back to my suite, please remind me to toss the hot toddler's bar and preschool folder from my scheme's filing cabinet. Mm. Great, Grayskull. Please just get on with it. While walking... You said she was skipping gaily. Sure, fine. Well, which was it? Uh, she was walking. A basket full of martinis is heavy. But skipping gaily is better. Fine, she was skipping. Skipping gaily. Fine, skipping gaily. That's my favorite part. Really? Skipping gaily is your favorite part of the whole story. Yes, but only the way that Skeletor says it. Anything that that wheedling would-be do-gooder does, I can do better. Little Red went skipping gaily through the forest. Skeletor still says it better. Skipping gaily. Nope. Skipping gaily. It's just not the same. Skipping gaily. Look, you tried. Maybe you aren't listening well enough. Skipping gaily. Um, Daddy Bear, maybe we should move on. There's just something about the way Skeletor does it. It's so irritated. If you think I am not irritated, then you are clearly misreading the situation. No, but he's irritated in a fun way. He likes being irritated. True. That is one of his more manipulatable qualities. But he's not going to give you the bespoke artistic gravitas I can, so you're just going to have to accept a superior reading of the text, I'm afraid. Maybe Skeletor can come along later and do his own subpar version of it for you. I like the way Skeletor reads stories. Yes, well, your taste about anything related to that bonehead is questionable at best. He used a net! You know how I get around nets. I certainly do. The story. Yes, fine. So Little Red was skipping gaily through the forest when out from behind a tree appeared a wolf. He was tall, broad-shouldered. His fur was silver in the moonlight. He smelled of pine trees and the musk of the outdoors. His eyes promised passion and his teeth no! said, I'm a... Oh, he's supposed to be scary. Oh, you're right. Mm, his claws were sharp, his teeth like knives that could draw blood when dragged gently, ever so gently, upon the flesh of a wayward innocent. Darling, you know I do have an appreciation for your excitement about drawing blood, but... 
you're supposed to be reading the supporting characters, not adding character details. Although I will certainly add this to our <clears throat> special list. Yay! I'm so excited. Can we please get through this? Where are you going with that heavy basket of martinis, little red? I, a very sexy, but also frightening, but also probably secretly wounded big bad wolf, have been following you. Not in a scary way, but also definitely in a scary way. But the right kind of scary way. You know what I mean. Oh, well, you see, I'm on my way to visit my grandmother with this basket of martinis, and I've only had the two. No underage drinking. Two sodas, non-alcoholic, of course, but this basket is starting to feel ever so heavy. Perhaps you might carry it for me? To your grandmother's house? That's miles from here. And you must be hungry after all of this walking and drinking on an empty stomach. Are you sure I can't tempt you back to my lair? No AUs! Back to my lair for a perfectly wholesome discussion where you use your rustic precocity to remind me that I can still find someone. Someone of age! who can look past my rippling muscles, piercing eyes, and sexy chest scars to see the sensitive, tender, and responsive lover waiting to be unleashed. We can discuss it over dinner. I've been making some paella, but I've made so much of it and there's only me. I'm also a classically trained chef, you see. That's not how the story goes. But it's how I need it to go. Sweetie, as interested as I am in where you're going with this, and believe me, I am very interested, I do think it's in our best interest to wrap up here so we can continue this in a setting that's a bit more private. Hmm? Oh. Oh, uh, I definitely won't actually eat you, said the wolf, and he didn't. And they all lived happily ever after. The end. No, you can be more patient than that. Can I? Well, you're going to have to be, because I've already committed to giving this performance, and I won't have anyone thinking that I'm less than the once-in-a-generation acting talent that I am. <clears throat> oh, that's so wonderful that you won't devour me in a single bite, Mr. Wolf. But I'll be fine. I've made this journey many times before, carrying much heavier baskets. It's why my arms are so well-toned, you see. What if I was able to show you a shortcut, Little Red? A shortcut that was both dangerous and romantic, and a little seedy, but in a fun way. Show, don't tell! Keep your eyes closed. You're supposed to be trying to sleep. It says she doesn't take the shortcut, but that seems unlikely. After two martinis... There aren't any martinis in this story. Hey, Merman. I keep telling them Little Red is too young to drink. They're doing Little Red Riding Hood, right? Have they not just been reading the book? I'll be honest, I've forgotten how Little Red Riding Hood goes, but I did think it seemed kind of off. I was always a Puss in Boots kid. Cats wearing clothes are the best. Beastman, are they telling the story right? No, they're not. I keep telling them it should be different. You keep telling us to, quote, do it like Skeletor, but it seems we are incapable of doing it that poorly. Well, where are you in the story? Has the handsome, brave kelp cutter shown up yet? Do you mean woodcutter? No, I don't think I do. Kelp cutter. I like it. Kept apart by circumstance, brought together by passion. One belongs in the woods, the other in the estuary. Together, 
they will find love that breaks all the rules. Little Red Riding Hood? Little? Oh, oh, God, no. The wolf and the kelp cutter. Deforestation is causing severe erosion, which is raising the mineral levels of the river and clogging the estuary. Though it seems they have nothing in common but their fight for their respective homes. A grudging respect blooms into a suppressed admiration, and then, when traveling, they end up in an inn which only has one kelp bed. Okay, even I know that this is nothing like Little Red Riding Hood. No, no, that better finish. (laughs) No one else can get it right. I'm never going to be able to sleep again. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not true. We'll try again. You're, you're not going to be awake forever. I mean, I'm sure you'll pass out from exhaustion eventually. Look, if he's going to keep that up, I'm going to need a martini for real. And some earplugs. You're already drinking a martini. It's been in your hand the whole time. Oh, that's where that went. What is this racket? I nearly didn't hear the explosions down at the Senior Center. Keep it down while Favriel and I are out dealing with that. Senior Center? Oh no. Nana got started early tonight. We have to wrap this up. But the story still isn't right. Sorry, ma'am, but I gotta go. What, are you still trying to get that bedtime story recorded? We're having trouble getting it done the way you do it. (laughs) Of course. None could match the thespianity I bring to a role. You've ruined him with your milk toast portrayals. Ha! Not on your life. Since I'm here, how about I record it quickly and show you fine, upstanding citizens... <gasps> Thank you! You take that back! ...what a proper reading of the story should sound like. I don't know. I mean, we've been at this for ages, and I need to go get Nana back home before she does something to set back her physical therapy. Little Red Riding Hood was skipping gaily through the forest, and a wolf showed up, and then they found her grandmother the end. What? You're kidding me. Oh, well, that was... That was nothing. (sighs) I was afraid the elegant simplicity of my reading would be too profound for this audience. Beastman's not even asleep! Oh, is that what you think? (laughs) He was just... He was clapping two seconds ago. Shh! Do you want to wake him? (laughs) Oh, look at his little foot twitch. I'm relieved, but... Also incredibly angry. Well, I must go be impressive somewhere else now. Skeletor, away! If you get there before I do, you can distract Nana by letting her shake you down a pinochle. Merman, I'm in a hurry. Can you take me through the shortcut? Okay, but remember not to bring anything that can't get wet. And we'd better practice your citation on the way to the dock. Rick is still hurt that you sounded like you called him a porpoise face last time. I know, I said I was sorry. Perfuma, can you take the recording laptop and mic back to the studio? Why should I? Note, I said perfuma, and no borrowing it for any of your reasons. Oh, um, of course not. I wouldn't dream of doing that. Thanks. Again. I can't believe Skeletor called me an upstanding citizen. If you have some frustrations to work through, and, uh... If you can howl convincingly. I think you know I'm pretty good at howling. I do. I'll get the paella. I'll get the kelp. 